Hail, and welcome to Owen's Alchemy. Today, we have the great pleasure of welcoming Sean Elger. Sean uh, was the previous, uh, and still is, uh, host of RX Only Picture Show. Uh, this has been gone from YouTube for uh, quite a while, and a lot of people know what it is and enjoyed it. Uh, this has recently come back, but other than that, please welcome Sean. And Sean, please uh, go ahead and tell anybody where else they can find you and anything else you want to say. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited to be here, man. I appreciate the invite more than I could say. Uh, it's I'm just stoked. I've been wanting to spend more time with you, and I can't think of a better way to do it. Um, you know, you can find all of my stuff on sbalger.com. That's S-B-A-L-G-E-R.com. There's links there. You know, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I've been hanging out a lot on Telegram because people are doing some pretty amazing things over there. And um, the the whole thing with my show that I did with Jim, um, and Jim's over on the Weaving Spiders now. That's how most people are getting to know him, um, is... Uh, you know, what we started out, uh, you know, to tell the story real fast, let me see how fast I could do it here. You know, we started out with an idea to put together like a little musical act and it kind of digressed into um, what I was calling a, a variety show because uh, I went on a flat earth debate and then got uh, we got the live streaming bug after the flat earth debate because there was like three or four thousand people in the audience. So we were like, you know, Jim and me, are, we got the bug, you know, like, let's get back on the stream. So we he juggles and I play with the yo-yo. I play the guitar and sing and he plays the piano and sings. And so we started to go live every week just with no real plan, just, you know, goofing off on camera. Right. And um, we were both uh, members of Tracy Twyman's uh, private paywall content. She called it Plus Ultra Club. And um, in the process of uh, me and him looking at her content and listening to a lot of her stuff while we were working together, we also worked together. I was working for Jim for a long time, um, you know, in his art business, his family art business. And uh, so we were able to court her for some some interviews and um, we were super stoked just to get a couple of interviews out of her. And then she was like, hey, can I just keep hanging around? You know, is it OK if I just like join your team? And of course, our minds were blown, you know. So at that point, we still did kind of keep some variety aspects, but we came more of like a talk and interview show. And I don't regret it at all, obviously. I mean, like to me, it's a testament to not overthinking, not over planning and just taking action and see what happens, you know. I mean, to jump right into like philosophy, I guess, to me, that's yeah. more like a, a, a real, uh, that's a more true approach to life in general, not just our example, but just in general. Like if everyone's sitting looking at prices of uh, tickets, uh, you know, or try to find a hotel room when y'all just landed in a city, if me and you just literally go find the first available room and book it, then we're gone. You know, now, now we've moved forward and we're not taking three hours imagining or missing our chance to get a place, you know, I'd say that philosophically that works the same, you know, and I'm glad we did it. But so Tracy tragically passed away. It's all in under contention. You know, so they say that it was suicide. Um, she was digging pretty deep into the child sex trafficking stuff and actually had decoded some of the symbolism involved in it, you know, and I don't really, I don't mm -hmm. drop the exact information just because it's kind of a liability. You know, we don't really know what happened. You know, I think she may have well, actually she had, had all of her, uh, she had actually had all of her uh, information yanked right before right before that happened. Um, right. And that was something that a lot of the time she would do herself yanked. because what was happening um, <laughs> was uh, part of the reason we really got closer in touch with her is because we could tell that she was getting harassed and confused by the way that her online stuff was acting. You know, she was getting docs or spied on or whatever. You know, they were messing with her computers, kind of like uh, digital harassment, you know. 
And so she would pull her stuff back or try to make it private and then try to put it back up because she wasn't sure who had access to her accounts and stuff. And so me and Jim started sending her videos and messages, like trying to let her know, like, hey, we're just real people. And we want to know, uh, want you to know that we see what's going on and we, you have our support, you know. So and I even got the pleasure to meet her in person and everything. You know, the, coincidentally, a wedding was happening. And so we were traveling over there like every two or three months. We'd be there for a few days. And so it was a huge blessing. You know, I mean, I see it as like uh, the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it. You know, like something happened to put us together at the end that was more than just uh, any one of us trying for something, you know. Very cool. But, uh, Very cool. The reason the channel got knocked down was because um, her her husband had inherited all the uh, intellectual rights. And then he, he really didn't like the approach that we had um, with picture show. And so he, uh, he went and flagged everything um, as his property. And I had to go through the whole like behind the scenes process with YouTube. And, uh, and I, I did other stuff too, you know, I'm not going to go into the details just cause it's just, you know, it's just screwed up bullshit, Dirty. but yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just messing with me. I mean, he docks the hell out of me and shit, you know, like my, my stuff, I got most of it pulled down. So, but it's, you know, I don't hold nothing against the guy. He went through the tragedy of losing that woman. I know that their uh, whole situation wasn't great. And so he probably saw me as an interloper, you know, yeah. So it's, it's all good, but I was able to get it back. And so now it's nice. I had it all backed up and I wasn't sure what to do. You know, so now that it's just back, it's a huge relief. I'm getting a lot of messages and uh, information from people. And I'm also able now to go back and look at the shows without feeling so much weight and grief because it was a grievous process, it, completely unexpected. Someone's dead and the fallout was crazy, you know, like and it took me months to even be able to approach it at all. I even eventually quit the show because I just felt like I couldn't I couldn't carry on, you know, but. It, it was a weird time. I uh, you and I have never actually talked about it, but uh, right. I was uh, somewhat involved in this whole deal, too. Um Wow, not I didn't know. so much yeah not directly with uh tracy but uh so that kyle guy that also uh gets mentioned in the whole uh uh dead man switch uh letter right. or uh video that got left behind um <laughs> me and that group also at the same time tracy that uh he was having it out with tracy him and i were having it out oh um, wow yeah so that dude, uh, there was a but there was a large chat that uh, was super active around uh, the THC show, and okay. uh, all of a sudden, uh, and it Greg didn't have anything to do with it, and and honest, and actually, if I recall right, at some point that he, he even he even uh, made him call it the unofficial higher side chats chat or something like that was that on facebook and i think i saw that on facebook yeah. or something okay yeah okay. that was i was facebook. never part of it but i saw it i remember seeing the page and it, it was really active and had some really bright minds in there um and all of a sudden greg just like uh uh so apparently uh somebody sent a sigil done in semen and blood or some such thing oh, to him and wanted to break up him and his wife and this dude just went off of his nut and then at the same and he started just getting real nasty with the Facebook group and whatnot. Well, then he puts in that Kyle guy as the admin and just forces it on everybody. And uh, that Kyle guy comes in and starts calling everybody child molesters, including me. Oh, God. And oh God. right. Yeah. That's uh, and 
his his entire reasoning behind that was that uh, uh, my profile at the time for uh, occupation it said chicken wizard, you know. Um, right, right. So people make all these over exaggerated correlations of things. I understand. Right. You know? Yeah, it, it had you know, and everybody tried explaining to the cycle that you know I have like two hundred chickens. Like, there's literally all kinds of pick. <laughs> pictures of chicken me with chicken sitting on my head and, and I never arms thought, did and... you move you did you move all those chickens yeah did you moved spots? yeah, sure yeah did. that's crazy anyway go ahead sorry you bet. yeah i took uh i took uh, a horse trailer and i took uh chicken wire and chicken wired off the the air vents so they couldn't fly out and haul right. them all over in a horse trailer Sweet. you betcha um but yeah it, it you know and i've got chicken all kinds of birds hundreds of birds and and obviously the wizard thing. So I'm like, not all of us immediately take things to the, you know, if you're not, that's the whole thing about those uh, uh, phrases. They're supposed to be uh, something that a normal person shouldn't key off on. Like the rest right. of us who aren't child molesters or aren't into that thing of researching it or whatever, we're never going to realize. I'm not going to, I think chickens are great. I have hundreds right. of them. I put it on my profile as my job because that's pretty much what I do is take care of chickens. <laughs> um, like, you know, I see, you know, I see that man. Like when all that stuff came out, I thought, you know what? They probably have changed their secret codes, and that's the only reason that yeah. these are being proliferated. Yeah. Pro proliferated, you know, because you know how it Absolutely is. I mean, I don't know. Agree. I've Absolutely seen enough people agree. trying to be crooked and do stupid shit, and when you get to the level where you feel uncomfortable around people because you know they're actually affiliated with criminals the level of deceit and trickery and treachery and codes and all that stuff is beyond what most people most people have never seen anything like it they wouldn't know at all what they you know what they're looking at exactly but, you know if they come from outlaw exactly. families it's a different story <laughs> and, and i 100 percent agree that if once that hit public you're they had already changed up their codes changed yeah. up what they were saying that they do not use that anymore and, and just like the thing with pizza where Pizza is probably the number one food in America for popular yeah. for anybody under 30. Like, of course, most people are like, oh, I like pizza, you know, and now all of a sudden you can't say right. pizza. So this guy went completely psycho and and Greg just totally backed him. And the, the guy just there was just this huge ordeal. Um, and then uh, at, then at that exact same time, all the things are happening with Tracy, which we don't realize that the behind the scenes stuff is also happening with that Kyle guy and those right. other guys. Um, we just realized that the, her site gets taken down, that she's getting harassed for those videos that she was putting up that were showing all the dark sides of YouTube mm -hmm. um, for people that don't realize what's happening. Cause again, most of us who aren't child molesters, would not look at these things and go, hmm, that must have something to do. We would just flick right, right. by it, wouldn't think nothing of it. Um, so she had put out all those videos. We knew about that. And then all of a sudden she she dies. So we all just thought it had, you know, complete, we thought it was completely separate. And then all of a sudden that Dead Man Switch video comes out. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Yeah, that must have oh. blown your mind. What a trip, dude. Yeah. Yeah. How strange to to like have the hidden layer reveal itself in the middle of all of it. I 
that's far out. I had no idea because I had heard about that group and I'd heard that there was uh, gossipy infighting and shit. But I've been in a million Internet groups. I mean, that's normal, especially when you're going to have conspiracy as a topic. People, everyone's yeah. chill. Everyone's, you know, everyone's choosing who's supposed to be the worst guy at the top of the pyramid. And if you don't agree with them, then, you know, you're off. You know, it's either the Jews or it's the Jesuits or it's the Freemasons or you know, on and on. You know, it's just a normal exactly. part of conspiracy culture, unfortunately. You know, I mean, I still have. That yeah, no. On me to some degree, I like I I'm more skeptical of most people as being shilly than I am to give them genuine consideration when I see people's stuff on the internet. But it's just because I've been doing this right. for 20 years, so you've seen so many uh, gatekeeper false operations uh, underway. It makes you gun shy, you know. That's yeah, why it's easy. Yeah, to, I can look I can look you in the eye even across a camera and see like this guy's doing exactly what he's saying he's doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's a real. Yeah. He, 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 what well, one, one of the people? The real thing. <laughs> yeah, one of those comments. Uh, when people leave comments, one of them was like, "If this guy's a CIA, if this guy's CIA, he's wow." Like, no, no, the that's best. yeah, <laughs> exactly. The best there could be right. Like, hold on, you telling me the CIA <laughs> owns two hundred chickens and how many other birds? And they're posting pictures of their pit bull puppies on Facebook. These guys are hardcore. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> living out in the damn mountains. Freaking yeah. internet constantly going out, power constantly going out. Yeah, no agent is living like this just to get on the internet, <laughs> uh, just to talk some shit. Like so, like all, all. Uh, I think I got. Uh, I'm almost up to four thousand on YouTube. You know, wow. sat, oh, yeah. Like that's such a fight. People don't even realize uh, the censorship there is so bad, and this is part of why I really. Uh, push Rockfin because Rockfin keeps it uncensored. And they also, the other thing that people don't realize is like, there's, there's weeks where I do a lot and I go on like a lot of bigger shows and I'm, I'm just out there in the public view a lot. Right, um, right. And on those weeks, you would expect to see that reflected in your numbers. And I will, but I will see it. I'll gain three. I'll lose four. I'll gain two. I'll lose three. Right. And, and it'll sit there and go up, down, up, down. Um, one of my biggest uh, interviews I ever did that I've got uh, so many other interviews stemming from it. And it was where I talked about this, uh, started laying out the cosmology that Lucas and I are working on and the bioelectrical universe and how that yeah. works and start talking about that. And so many people called me and, and after that, I got negative five subs that week on YouTube. I yeah, told that, it, yeah, people just don't realize how, uh, how glutted up the whole thing is with bullshit. Like, like so much, I, in my mind, when I'm on the internet, I imagine 50% of what I'm seeing as being somehow false, you know, like, uh, right. like the accounts are either bots or they're bot farms. If you look up bot farms on go, go to Google and click the image search, you know, you'll get these pictures of Asian people with like 10 or, uh, you know, 20 or 30, or sometimes there's a whole row of a hundred smartphones, you know, and they're farming clicks. And I mean, they do a lot of that for advertising and stuff. Cause there's a big excuse to, um, try to ramp up the numbers. If you're going to sell ad space, that's, that's always that mm -hmm. way in advertising. They're always lying about what their reach is or how effective it is. But on the flip side of that, with all the intelligence work and everything, of course they want to do that because then it allows them to create this cloud of information that steers people. And you see it all the time. Like on Twitter, they have uh, people post screen captures and they found 
10 or 12 accounts that are all saying the identical thing. And if you click on the account, it looks as legit as any other account. You can even go scroll through their history. And sometimes it's not that good. Sometimes it's like really crappy names with 003 after the name. And it's got hardly, right. any, you know, it's obvious to see those bots or shills, but people don't realize uh, how deep it really goes, you know? Right. Right. And that's, how to well me, done. that's, that's, yeah. That's why they can censor so effectively because they're also steering everybody's consciousness by their, by, you know, clouding what I call throwing mud in the water. You know, it's really. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, no. <clears throat> it, like you said, and like you said before with the, uh, when actually this was before we were on air, we, or no, it was just a minute ago. We were talking about where everybody has to have one uh, head that they've got to blame it on in the same way. Like you're saying, they have multiple different things that they use where they do it to try and keep any reasonable information out of the public sphere. And if they don't do that, like we all know, uh, Rogan's not, uh, you know, he's not top notch. He's 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 very mainstream. Uh, right. You know, he's just on the he's on the our edge of the mainstream. And still, when you put Rogan in the ring with uh sanjay gupta he ate gupta alive it was that was just right. flat ugly he ate gupta alive and that will happen when any single one of us uh gets put up in the same ring as them with a fair fight where it's fair yeah. so they've they've got to do everything that they can to keep us out of the public awareness keep us out of uh the mind sphere keep their bs pumped up and, and it's 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 just rough, and I don't I don't think that uh, a lot of people even realize how badly that goes, or how many times um, people will lose a channel like you did. They'll just pull your channel, and then when it comes back up, you have zero subs, and yeah. and people no, I really go got back off and really just easy because back it up. just yeah, you know, it went really good for me because once I was able to really get uh, YouTube's attention and they looked at it, they saw that a uh, dude was lying. He's uh, trying to claim he owns mine and Jim's intellectual property. And so once they, you know, they did the right thing, I have to give them props, you know, cause I know YouTube is like the, one of the evil entities. Right. But at the same time, there's this huge benefit. So I like chance Garten's uh, attitude of uh, not either or, but um, either and, or, you know, and, you know, so you can look at, you know, I use Amazon prime all the time. I don't love Amazon. But I also try not to hate them, just hate them because they are serving a purpose. And so it's hard, you know, but I do love the fact that as a whole, it seems like, especially since co uh, the, the pandemic shit, um, that people are migrating to to smaller, better platforms and things like Rockfin yep. are working. And so that you, there's something because it used to be nothing, you know, it used to be there's, you know, you go over to BitChute. BitChute's actually pretty good now, but when it first came out, it was just like, no way, man. We, you know, there's no audience over there. You got four thousand subs that they're showing. That means you probably got twenty thousand subs. You know, honestly, I mean, they, right. your reach is way bigger than what they want to represent because otherwise, it's like a crown on your head, and they can't have you having too big of a crown because you'll call anybody on the carpet if they want to come on your live stream and say, let's let's debate the actual true facts. They they won't do it. They have all this whole list of excuses and uh, strategies that they're taught to use. I've got articles posted about it on my blog. The one thing I did an interview one time, Ben, this is actually the very first interview I ever did on the Internet. And it was weird because I was ramping up towards doing something with the Web, you know, like bringing content out. And uh, a guy who's uh, tragically passed away now, too, he's a, a beautiful artist named Jesse Waugh, spelled W-A-U-G-H. 
Um, he asked me if I wanted to jump on an interview with him because he had heard me talking about an uh, intelligence tactic called paralleling. So what parallel, and you see it all the time. I know you've seen it a million times, but I'll give you a quick thing and then I'll make sure to get the um, link to you guys. So if you want to put it in the notes, whatever you can, but paralleling yeah, is too. they'll, they'll take their figurehead person and give them an almost identical story to whatever the truth is, the real truth. And they'll give them, they, so that they kind of take it and dramatize a little bit, or they change it a little bit. And, um, and that way they're putting the truth right next to it. They're putting something that's like it. And then they can steer off from that and it takes a bunch of the consciousness of people with it and you know and it works and we see it all the time i i can't think of an example off the top of my head but to me that's one of the most uh ingenious forms of censorship i've ever seen is that they'll come out and parallel a story i mean the the most obvious one my friend nikki rapana um when i found her research she she was uh studying this um little known political ideology and it's called communitarianism right and what it is it's like they take the the left hand and the right hand and they combine them together so the way i describe it to people is the ideology is like the worst parts of communism and the worst parts of what i call monopoly <laughs> capitalism right and they're gonna they're gonna literally collapse them into one thing right and give it a oh. new name and yeah, and so she stumbled on this by trying to help her landlord in Seattle fighting a like a tenancy dispute. They were trying to use eminent domain to snatch his his housing, you know. And he just had kind of slumlord housing, and she, he knew she was trained as a uh, as a researcher and a journalist. And so she was helping him, and she stumbled into this political ideology. And if you've never heard of it or studied it, it's worth at least going to listen to her, some of her interviews or whatever, and uh, or read her book. I, I always give people her book because she gives it away for free now because it really clears your. Uh, clears the air you know like oh it makes sense because it's everybody calls it communism right like hey they're bringing communism on us you know and to, to a degree that's true but if you look at what this is you'll see oh it's actually both right well when her yeah. stuff was really getting traction they brought this woman named rosa corey out and uh, rosa corey took the word communitarianism and wrote a book about it and started explaining all about it but it was really her just pilfering nikki rapana's research and her book and all of her work that she did and taking out all the stuff that they don't want people to know about and then um you know kind of funding and supporting and pushing uh, this other woman out there so it's that parallel right you know, you've got a, a regular citizen doing something it's getting attention it's getting traction it makes sense it's the truth and they bring something else alongside of it that's similar and then steer you off into nowhere land you know Right. You see it all the right. time on YouTube all in the, the smaller. Out of it. Yeah, exactly. And you know that's why I love that uh, that that people are being encouraged to jump over onto places like Rockfin. You know, it was hard for me before uh, Rockfin came along. I would really kind of dicker with myself about who I could sub and get their plus content. So I do love it for that because I signed up because uh, Lindsay um, Lindsay Sharman did her Middle Path show. And uh, I couldn't get it anywhere for free. You know, I'm just like everybody else. I want lots of free content, too. And if I was rich, I'd probably sub to 100 people, you know, or more, you know. No problem. Right. I just clicked the button. But um, so Rockfin's pretty awesome for that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, Rock Rockfin could hit me up if they want to talk about how bad their app is. But I still use it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's got it's got it's definitely got its uh, uh flaws one of the things i would really like to see i'm probably i'll i yeah i'm tempted i should probably send a letter to sam Tripoli about it um but one of the things i'd really like to see is is uh we have no way to respond uh to the comments from our uh listeners you know the only possible way to respond is to 
throw the comment on there on top of the entire rest of the stream. So if the person scrolls clear to the bottom, they might see our response, you know, maybe. Oh, wow. See, and I didn't then, know that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is no way for us to respond. So, um, and then, uh, and then even if we do do that and the person doesn't immediately see it, any response that we put just disappears in a couple days. So whatever was in there on the chat, if you go back there and look at it like a, a you know week later or whatever, whatever, it'll say there's zero com or they'll show no comments. Oh, so man. all the comments, which I'm sure that probably has to do maybe with data or just, I, I don't know. I don't know shit about computers. So, um, no, I mean, I, I People always assume the worst in conspiracy land, but I'm sure a lot of it is just them trying to keep up with the process of developing an app that competes with YouTube. Right. I mean, YouTube's been here forever now, and um, obviously they've got an army, government an army of programmers. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's nice when they'll just DARPA you out with a, a billion, you know, over five years or whatever. <laughs> just shh, don't tell anybody, right? And don't forget to delete all these channels, or <laughs> you know, that's exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> oh, this is a good. Good chance to explain what happened with my channel after it came back, because this gives people an idea of the like we all know the the metaphor of bo being boiled uh, slowly as frogs. Right. So to me, my channel showed some of the censorship from YouTube um, in a way that you wouldn't usually get because it was dark for like six, seven months. I don't know exactly how long, but it was a long time. Like, I think it was April when it went down and it was just a you know less than a month ago that it's back. So when it came back up. Um, I got immediately two warnings and then a, a community guideline strike. Like, like it was, you know, to me, it was just a nightmare. Like, okay, I finally got it back. Huge relief, huge celebration. And then boom, you know, all of a sudden you're getting hit with all these flags. And I think that's why, because they slowly change what's okay and what's not okay. And then they teach their yep. AI robots plus their eyes on the screen people to pay attention to all that. And because I was dark for all that time and then popped back up, um, it showed it because uh, it was just old content. It was too, you know, ironically enough, it was two shows with Tracy, the ones about Isaac Cappy. Like, so in a way, that's the most pertinent information surrounding uh, stuff about him and all of the Pizzagate stuff. And then, of course, you know, with her being involved, too, and then her her dying also, it just makes it, you know, no surprise that those are the two. It's episodes 51 and 52. I did upload them to BitChute, but even there, I got some censorship over there, too, just so you know, Ben. Like on BitChute, usually BitChute's like almost anything, you know, but uh, I have to use a, um, a special search engine technique to avoid the shadow banning. Like you can't find my channel or those videos without using a, a different search engine and using your correct search terms, and then it'll generate real terms. So, you know, I've got them uploaded right. on the Telegram so people know that the even, no matter what, if the episodes vanish again, um, I'll have a way to put them out there. I've hesitated and delayed one for my own uh, peace of mind and well-being and two, because I was kind of in a, in a quasi legal, you know, it's not like we're in court with lawyers. But when you push that button for YouTube at the level I was trying to appeal at, it says right there, you know, this is a legal process. You're involving yourself in a legal process. So until that was through, I didn't feel comfortable just dumping them up anywhere else on the web, especially if they're just all going right. to get knocked down again, because, you know, we can't spin our wheels and waste all our time. It takes forever to upload stuff and to mess with it all. Even if you have a decent connection, it's really I've been dumping them over on the Telegram. I've got a channel over there. I'm not really using it much. yet. I'm just learning it. I saw you're over there too. That's awesome. 
I, I work on it. I got into it once. I am so horribly, I'm so horrible with this kind of crap. And I got into it once and even Jared saw me in there. And then I, I can't figure out how to actually, I, I like, I don't know, knocked myself back out and I can't figure out how to get back in. I, yeah, I don't it know. Happens. <laughs> you know, no. the, the worst part is they want to send me a text to you know like verify me or whatever <laughs> and i can't get a text if i'm sitting here in front of my computer i do not get texts right like, you know now, i don't know it, how it, far it, people just never been to northern california they don't know what the sierra nevada mountain range is so they just don't have any idea they don't like like you could lose 50 semi trucks in the sierra nevadas and just never see them again they just be at the bottom of a canyon and get covered with snow every season that's it they'd be gone oh it's it's my parents and, and the drive live out in to, on the drive out to the main road. There's like 50 cars in the canyons all over it. the place. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge, <laughs> huge mountain range like no one could possibly imagine. I miss it sometimes. You know, I was raised in the Sacramento Valley, but we moved out of there a long, long time ago. But I still, you know, I'm still a California boy at heart. It's just something about being born in the state of California that uh, it does something to you. <laughs> Well, I, honestly, this is the most uh, beautiful land I've ever seen in my life. I live, you know, up by, uh, I'm right outside the Redwood Forest, literally just a couple miles. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, like, the trees here, the trees surrounding me are hundreds of feet tall. Yeah. I'm um, just, I, I'm, I'm in the, it, little streams flowing all through me, or all through the mountain here. Um, we're only like 20 miles from the ocean. I mean, it's 20 miles across the mountain, so it takes like an hour and a half oh, to get sweet. there. So but... you guys must be close <laughs> to Mendocino. Uh, I'm in Humboldt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah I'm uh, actually, if you it. take where, where Humboldt, Trinity and Mendo meet, I live right there. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. So you're, you're in a, what we call a high action area. <laughs> Yeah, I, I live on Murder Mountain. Yeah, I heard you say that before. Is that didn't they do? I never watched a. Didn't they do like a show about it or something? Yeah, yeah, they've done a couple shows on it because they say yeah. that uh, you know they say the majority of the cannabis uh, during the the you know uh, prohibition years came out of Humboldt. And then in Humboldt in and of itself, the majority of the cannabis in Humboldt came out of the Murder Mountain area. Right. Um, yeah. Just That's mad, a, mad. Oh, it was a it was the best weed you could get anywhere for, you know, forever. Right. I'm sure it still is, you know, yep. back in the day, you know, because we used to uh, before it was legal, you know, you'd always be trying to get good stuff. But if somebody came from Humboldt County and they really had the thing and they weren't lying about it, you knew you were going to have your mind blown, you know, like never, yeah, now almost yeah. all of the strains are like that because they've uh, engineered the shit out of them and everything. You know, I took care of a dude in a wheelchair. Uh, honestly, and, uh, uh, I don't find most of the new stuff worth a shit, honestly. Uh if you want to get down to it, plus yeah, seems, I don't everybody... smoke no more. I'll eat it every once in a while, but I don't smoke no more. So I don't have a, I don't have a, a, a horse in the, in the race anymore, but I used to smoke like crazy, you know? Well, I, I get grand mal seizures if I don't uh, take cannabis. Um, so I don't do it. Like uh, I'm not like a crazy kid. I'm not running around getting high all the time. I, mean, I got a farm to run, but I've got to take in enough uh, to keep me from having seizures right. to keep my uh, seizure threshold built up. Uh, but uh, in that, then the uh, stuff that's coming out today, a lot of that stuff that they've uh, the designer strains, they just mm -hmm. don't. They look pretty, 
they look real pretty some of them like uh like that purple punch is a real popular one up here yeah. in uh, northern <clears throat> cali now and it looks just amazing and then you try it and you're like oh uh can i get another one or two you know because not because you you know it tastes good it, it tastes real nice uh but uh just no punch to it and uh these pgrs everybody's using that makes everything look uh real solid and dense so things that would have been real larfy before mm-hmm. um you know like your sour d that's gonna produce a finger you know something that looks like a finger at best right uh for a nugget uh those things are producing real solid big nuggets which for for commercial productions great uh, but then you go again and try and uh, partake with it, and it doesn't have the same punch. It, it's just, uh, for me, at this point, just going with an organic old school something, getting an old yeah. school original strain and growing it organic, uh, bang for your buck, you're not, you can't beat it. it it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to tear your face off. Yeah. That's what we used to have one strain that we uh, was like the most crazy thing because we used to go. I, I took care of a dude in a wheelchair. And so he was hooked up and he had his medical card in uh, Oregon before it was legal for everybody. And so, you know, we, we grew quite a few things and it was a pain in the ass to grow with him. So I don't I mean, I knew how to grow and I helped him. But really, I was just helping the, the disabled man, you know. And um, yeah, we, we got one called the Oregon kind. And I'll never forget. That was the name of the strain, Oregon kind. And it, I mean, it was, it was old and, you know, it was uh, just, it wasn't all hybrided up, you know, this is long enough ago that you could still pretty much delineate pure indicas versus sativas, you know, and nowadays it seems, I compare it, I compare the world of marijuana as I see it, even though I don't use it anymore, uh, to the UFC. Like if you were watching UFC back when UFC one started, you would literally have a guy claiming to be ninjutsu versus a guy who's a sumo wrestler. Right or whatever. Right. You know, these guys would all come from different yeah. schools. It'd be Taekwondo versus Muay Thai. That's that's you know? what the UFC was all about. Was right, all right. these Back different then. And it was amazing styles. to watch these fights. You know, yeah. and it was terrifying too because the rules weren't so tight. So you might watch somebody look like they're going to die because they get soccer kicked in the head or something, or you know. But uh, as it progressed, everybody realized to get in the game, they had to train all three of the main uh, skills, yeah. and so then it conglomerated and amalgamated into one thing because everyone's working hard on their wrestling their boxing and their ground and pound game or their uh um right jujitsu jujitsu you know right and so then it becomes muddied out and it doesn't you know and i see the world of marijuana the same way it used to be there was all these really innovative thinkers and they had to be super innovative because it was against the law in most places so it was a black market (laughs) you know it was bootlegging like hell that's why it's murder mountain people just don't know before the laws all changed you don't mess around in that part of the world you're in you don't go get off the road and go take a piss you don't know where you're standing and they might walk up to the ak-47 and ask you for your name you know because they got investment right behind you and they're not messing around you know but now that everyone that one that Police are not going to are not going to protect, and that's the thing people don't want to understand right. is when they're like, "Look at they're so violent." No, it's just they aren't violent. They just don't want people stealing their stuff. They aren't roaming around looking for anything. No, uh, you know, for the most part, if you didn't mess with people, nobody was going to come messing with you, especially when stuff like that was going on because that brought attention, and you didn't want attention because then you lose everything once yeah. again. 
I know people just so don't, they've never studied it. I might go might go back and watch the documentary now just to reminisce. Because even I mean, I was taking <laughs> a man in a wheelchair. We were just growing for him. We were never selling. You know, we wouldn't give it away no matter what. You know, because it was just his stash. Because he was he had a broken neck. You know, and he wanted it for him. Yep. And uh, people would still uh, he would get people to help him, and they would burn him. You know, people would still try to rob him. They would target his grow and try to predict harvest. This is on some guy with a broken neck's crop. What do you think they're doing when there's a yep. whole warehouse building or a huge outdoor? grow they're staking you out all the time of course there's people that want to rob you it's just part of being in the game you know oh man with the uh with the drones i heard your story about them screwing up you got a cool head to not yell at those cops that busted up your first lab and everything i heard that story that they you know because i know how the oh you thought that i didn't yell oh i don't i I must i must not have told that story quite right because i was screaming Oh, well, you didn't yeah. end up in I the back down. of the cop car, so you did something right. That's, I guess. Oh, that's oh yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I was dumb and not dumb enough to push push it that far, but I went down there and I was like, "What the fuck are you people doing?" You know, just screaming. Yeah. And then the and then the cop asked me if I if I needed arrested, and I was like, "Cause you people are doing illegal shit." And the cops <laughs> like, "We're doing illegal shit, man. Like, like we're above the law." Like I'm like, "Yeah, motherfucker." Yeah, and all, and then the third time when he said he was, he said he's like, "You're gonna go sit in the back of my car the rest of the afternoon." And I was like, "And who knows how long they're gonna keep up their little game?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna walk away now before I end up in the back of that car and end up dying like a dog." Like hell no! So I ended up walking away, but no, I didn't keep my cool. And honestly, I don't know if I, if even if I, if I would have went down there cool, if they wouldn't have just kept trying because they were just full on. Uh, in bully mode you know yeah. like where they're yeah, attack uh, exactly they came down they're all wearing armor they're all holding the automatic weapons you know running around like uh acting like somebody's because the thing is is understandable t- 10 years ago when this was murder mountain understood that's the way they should needed to come in now when they're doing this they're coming in. There isn't nobody roaming around with guns like they talked about 10 years ago. The cannabis has been legalized. Um, all they're doing is coming in and, you know, basically you didn't pay taxes. You didn't pay a whole bunch of money and kiss the state's right. ass in order to do this thing that the state, that the public voted as to be legal. The, the public voted that in, but the state's like, yeah, but you didn't pay us off. Right. And so now... And the messed up part is that they didn't even give the police funding to do this. So the police didn't do it. The EPA wow. got the funding. And yeah, the EPA is Yeah, the EPA is the one. And then they bring <laughs> the cops as attack dogs. And, and so you've got these cops just acting. And actually now since then, um, the... Let's see. I think it's the Mendocino sheriff is be, being taken to court. Uh, there's charges against him. Um, there's lawsuits coming out out the wazoo because the cops are still acting like they did ten years ago. Like they can just right. willy nilly come destroy everybody's stuff. Only some of these people are legal. Some of them, like myself, I'm not even growing cannabis, and uh, they come in and start smashing my stuff up. I know, even though I have nothing. Up your lab, you know. Yeah, yeah. Literally took a right. battering ram to it. I'm like, are you serious right now? Um, well, it's an old and habit doing- for those cops in that part of the world because even even before, like, it used to happen to the medical grows. I know you know because you live up there. Yeah. 
Like, so yep. the medical girls used to get hit all the time, even though they were completely legal above board, had their own different set of paperwork. It wasn't regular commerce because it was a private club, but they would get robbed all the time by the cops, you know? And I know people, yep. you know, don't want to call it robbery, but hey, when they come in illegally and take all your stuff, just because they have some form of immunity doesn't mean it's not robbery. You know, those people worked hard to grow a whole bunch of stuff specifically because people had medical cards and they needed that just like yep. you need it. It's your medicine. I know it's a fine line for people because it still gets you stoned. But hey, you know, if you run out tomorrow, you're going to be in a bad way. You're going to be thinking of strategies that you can use till you can get back to it because you can't have a grandma seizure, you know, and there's thousands and thousands of people in this condition. And the cops were always robbing them, you know, they're, they're in that habit, you know, so it's going to be hard for them to break well, the, the habit. The, uh, idiot, the idiocy of it is there's two things that they give me for seizures. Uh, one of them's Klonopin, which I promise you gets me higher than cannabis ever does. Oh, I know it what Klonopin is. I've taken a Klonopin before. High. Yeah. It's a dangerous, terrible, benzodiazepines terrible drugs. Yeah. You don't horrible. want to take benzos if you can um, help it, you know. Right, but but Klonopin, even though uh, Klonopin, even though mo a lot of people take it for the the mood stuff right, of it, anxiety that is that is originally uh, uh, anti seizure drug. That's what it was uh, uh, developed for is anti seizures. And then the other thing that they gave me was uh, uh, I'm sorry, I my wife's on the road. I've got to answer yeah, this. Yeah. I would have normally just unplugged my phone, but uh, my wife's uh, and, and we've had just uh, vicious storms up here. Uh, the other day, I actually drove between here and Reading um, and I got stuck in Reading for a couple days and then driving back. I didn't know if I was going to make it back. I was like, I, I decided to not go clear down to the bay and come back up, which is what we are, what Christy had to do here. Oh, lame. So that way she could about, yeah, real bad. Because, you know, the mountain range here, if you go down to the bay, you can skip the mountain range and come back up through I-5. Um, right. So she's going clear down I-5 to the bay, clear, and then coming clear back up on the coast. Uh, but I didn't, and it was, I was like, there was more trees and uh, uh, down power lines than I've ever seen, except for, I've never seen that many trees down, but in South Dakota, sometimes we get nasty insane winds and if it's like negative 100 i have seen where it basically looks like somebody came along and <clears> chopped <throat> all the uh, uh electrical poles and telephone poles like somebody just went along with some kind of machine and chopped them all off a few feet above the ground and just yeah. dunk dunk yeah. dunk and i have seen that um but this was just trees littered everywhere yeah. uh I was seriously regretting not bringing my chainsaw. I have a chainsaw that I carry in the truck usually right. um, during right. the season, and I and I'd forgotten it because I was in. I had it, uh, took it apart and serviced it, cleaned it, blah blah blah, and it's sitting in the living room. And I was like, God, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a, that's the that's the that's the beginning of a bad story. A lot of the time, like I forgot, I didn't grab my toolbox, and then you end up in a bad way, you know. But mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah, I've been across the chain. What Pacheco Pass, uh, Donner's Pass. You know, I've been across those passes. Donner Pass. Donner Pass ain't no joke, man, for real, yeah. No, that just got uh, – they just shut that down. That's been shut down for a minute because that got hammered bad. Hopefully nobody's yeah, eating bet. each other up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cannibalism humor. 
Got to gotta love it. <laughs> well, you got to I mean, uh, in the in the circles that we run in, if you don't make some cannibal and pedophile jokes and you're not really on the team yet, you know, that's the. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Holy smoke. <laughs> yeah. And, and like you said, we are definitely the uh, the the most leery people on the planet like we're we're ready to we're ready to be skeptical of everything like we're ready to be skeptical of our damn selves <laughs> like yeah well, yeah that's to uh, me that's the beauty of it that's a perfect parlay into talking about the comparison of uh of regular um actual uh, spagyric alchemy and other forms of alchemy uh versus what they call spiritual alchemy right like once you admit to yourself the level of some of these lies are at then it gives you this like washed over feeling of, well, what do I know? You know, yeah. if, if I was believing him that the earth is a huge merry-go-round spinning, flying water ball, and it's not, you know, it's pretty easy to prove that it's not, if you can be humble about it. I know a lot of people struggle because they just can't. There's like, I, I, I tell people it's like a magic spell. You know, I see most of the things in the world like that, you know, it's more like a magic spell. It's not it's yeah. not as simple as uh, and you see it with people. I've told people too. you could compare it to um, knowing for sure that one of your friends is cheating uh, or, you know, or they're getting cheated on. And sometimes it'll take three or four pieces of evidence or you might have to like sneak a picture of a dude getting in uh, this guy's old lady's car or something before the, the, the spell will break and they'll go, crap, you must be right. right. You know? And that's uh, a lot. And of then they're like, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, duh. I knew the whole time. Yeah, That's you right. did. Because you're in <laughs> denial. Exactly. Yeah. I did that before. You know, I had I had a, a girl running around behind my back doing all kinds of uh, shady stuff. And um, I, I caught myself being in denial. And then, just like you said, when I finally admitted to myself the truth of what was in front of my face, all this other stuff made sense because I'd been making up stories to myself, trying to justify or explain what was happening. And that happens on a grand yeah. scale for people that are humble enough to accept some of these uh, conspiracy truths, you know, even if you can just yeah. get to the point where you can say, I don't know for sure. To me, that's a step towards being honest with yourself. And in my opinion, that makes you a healthier person. So I would call those people on the spiritual alchemy path, even if they don't know anything about it, because if you can find your uh, where you're lying to yourself. And start to untangle that and figure out what that means and why, you know, why are you telling yourself a lie and believe in it? Then to me, that's the, you know, that's the real, the real spiritual work. Mm -hmm. And it, it you know, mm -hmm. it allows you this whole world opens up, but it's so terrifying because you don't know what happens next because you've never been there before. You've been running on all these patterns. Yeah. Everybody runs on patterns. There's nothing we can do about it. You develop a routine, you know, physically yeah. and emotionally. And then when something changes that the routine doesn't make sense anymore, then most people go back. That's why people always marvel uh, when people go back to bad situations or bad uh, habits or whatever, relapse on drugs or alcohol, or they go back to the abusive relationship is because there's so much comfort in the known that the unknown literally scares you back into suffering and punishment and uh, abuse because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the anxiety. If you can't learn to sit still and just deal with reality as it comes at you, then you bounce back to some bad pattern, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so let's, uh, and I, I really want to stop and just take a minute on this one. Cause uh, Rachel and I touched on a bunch of this uh, on the last episode and this has just been coming up a whole lot. Um, so if you could just like just straight up 
uh, as simply as you can or uh, succinctly as you can and explain what you the way you see spiritual alchemy well um you know the the most uh, you know the most basic uh, description of alchemy i guess would be the the process of transmutation for the purpose of getting something either more pure or ideally absolutely pure right that you're getting to the quintessence mm -hmm. of it right and um so on a and I'd say the reason I found out all this is because uh, I started looking at some of the old alchemy books and not studying them correctly by any means. But, you know, looking at the first 10 pages, flipping through them and stuff, and they all warned at the beginning against making gold. You know, like they were there was warnings at a bunch of these at the beginning of the books that was like, hey, you know, if you're one of these guys that's trying to figure out how to make gold, that's not what this is here for, you know. And so I'd say even in a position like you're in where you are doing the physical work on top of the spiritual work, I don't think they can be separated from each other. You know, they, they no. go together. Right. And um, so you're trying to find lost pieces of yourself and put them back in or you're trying to find uh things that uh turn from one thing into another so that you get farther along on your path you know that it's spiritual transmutation right to when you realize so, you're lying to yourself and then you find some way um to turn that into something that's not just okay but is actually good you know then you know mm -hmm. for sure that you're making some kind of progress absolutely yeah for for me uh and one of my favorite quotes that i ever uh made myself um, is that uh, without the uh, without the root of the lab, you can't have the fruit of philosophy, and you'll you'll never actually understand it. So the two are the two are meant to go hand in hand, and this is why I end up uh, end up on opposing sides with the Jungians a lot of times. Um, right, with the people that just delve right into the Jungian philosophy. I, I don't think Jung was an alchemist in any way, an actual alchemist. Uh, too much of his work doesn't make sense. Um, it doesn't match what happens in the lab. Uh, right. <clears throat> so I, I don't honestly think he was a, a... Although, again, I definitely believe in the spiritual alchemy where you're going through this uh, process um, where you're finding the purity of yourself whether it's the oil side or the salt side you're trying to get to those two purities and that includes burning out everything from this earth level this this time right here right now um the the carbon the water and the cellular material all need to leave out of no matter whether i'm doing it on a plant an animal whatever it, it's right. all working the same on that organic alchemy and uh, the carbon is belongs to this earth, this plane. The water belongs here, the, the cellular material. And you get it down to that salt and that uh, oil and sulfur. And you get the purities of those two things and you fold it back together in their purity. So where before the connection was a real dirty connection because the carbon was what was making the connection. Now you've taken and removed that carbon and out of the equation and remade the connection um so the same idea has got to happen with you where how, how all the different things that have been imprinted on you because of this lifetime because of the way you've lived the experiences you've had all those things that have colored and muddied the waters that uh, aren't necessarily the purity of you like uh in a 
hundred years, when you look at the things that happen today that you find so important and so uh, uh, vital in a hundred years, half, most of that, you're not even going to remember. You're going to best remember the highlights. And so it really wasn't that important and vital. It was in that moment of that time, but that belongs to that time. That's not really the purity of you. And that's what you're really trying to get down to. Uh, And whether that's spiritual or, or physical, that's what we're talking about. And unless you've actually gone through the physical process in the lab and seen how that works for me that's also where you develop faith because faith you know the only way you ever would truly have pure true faith is i have faith that if i hold this pack if i let go it's going to drop right i had perfect faith i could have closed my eyes and did that i would have bet you a million dollars with my eyes closed that that just dropped I have perfect faith in that because I've seen it happen a million times. Right. I've experienced it. I've, I've worked with it. The same thing's going to happen through the alchemical process when I work in the lab. And through seeing that process happen, I'm going to understand the process that I need to go through. And I'm going to have faith that this is going to work that way because I've watched it work that way so <laughs> many times that in my mind, there's no other way that it could work. That That's just how it fucking works. Right. And, and it, that's perfect faith. And that's, and it's only in the lab that you truly start understanding these philosophies. And because the philosophy is the fruit, that's, that's the good, that's the nice part. That's the, that's the excellent part. Everybody enjoys it. Yeah, you know, right. the, the, the root that all came from the actual lab work of alchemy. And you see all these people, um, today immediately jump into the spiritual side and because that's the fruit uh because that's not rooted they can make up whatever they want about how it got here about how this thing got that's another thing i was going to say is that i also think now this is interesting it comes full circle this way so i would also call a lot of the spiritual alchemy stuff that you find i would still call that a paralleling of the real work like we were talking about earlier, that paralleling process, because they shift everything over into it's only spiritual. And then you get all this fluff and difference and it, it no longer it's not rooted in any, you know, it's not it's not corresponded to anything. So then now you're just being sold a bill of goods. And that also keeps you off of the true path, which, of course, people are always doing. You know, it used to be that you had to keep people off the true path because otherwise they just come kill anybody and, or capture you or whatever. You know, you most yeah. of the time, you know, you're in a huge uh blessing to be born when you were because you can have a lab and you know nobody really cares you know it's all good they're not suspicious of you like the horrible wizard or the witch on the mountain you know and that's yeah so there was a reason to encode and make everything secret and to make parallel stories and uh, get people off of the scent of the real thing but very nice yeah. drawback love it yeah that yeah. It, well, right i was tempted to do yes, spagyrics but i you know I, I got so many irons in the fire i'm kind of an add guy and I'm, oh. I've, I've come to terms with that you know like okay i'm not gonna focus i admire anybody that has a pretty narrow focus like you definitely know you're working in your lab you know like i've got so many things going on and we just finished a remodel and so now i'm just trying to build up my art studio just build up my audio video studio so i can bring this all out and i'm scared to death honestly because instead i've been waiting you know months or years to finally get it going and now i really don't have any excuses so it's that feeling of oh crap all right i'm gonna have to do something you know 
And right. that's why your your invitation was a huge blessing because then it makes it easy for me. I just have to say yes and uh, get my ass here on time. And, and you know, and that's one you easy bet. step in the process, you know. But I've been thinking about like uh, putting up five-minute guitar lessons or I had an idea for a show called uh, S.B. Alger is Recording Conversations and just um, have it be more like a telephone call instead of uh, visual. And maybe even invite people to... Uh, intentionally be involved in something else like you know if you're going to be in the lab and you don't have to be so focused that you can't have a phone call going or maybe i'm driving on the road you know so i got all these ideas swimming for what to do next but just starting really helps you know you bet oh a hundred percent that and that's one of the things that people don't understand and you don't get motivation to do something you get motivation once you're doing something it's, it's true it's just yeah, how momentum. it works yeah yeah You've got to take them first steps and them first steps are never great. You're never like, yes, like, like you, you just, right. it's the way people are. They're truculent. And, but once you're going and I do that, once I'm going, it's hard for me to stop. I overwork myself regularly uh -huh. and, 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 and I do understand with the irons and the fire. Cause while I got my lab going all day, that's something I do do all day. I also have a silversmithery. I also do all my electrical. Oh, I didn't know that. All my I didn't electrical. know you're doing. Yeah, you're doing silversmithing. Yeah, I metalsmith too. Yeah, no, I you, make jewelry. Are you, are you doing? I make jewelry. Uh, lost, I silversmith. Lost, lost wax. Oh uh, yeah, lost, lost wax, wax is really cool. So, that's so lost I want to I want to cool. turn this into silver, man. That's a piece of. Oh wax, yeah, so easy. A, so maybe because uh, I was I, hitting up a guy locally at the college here because you know if. It, Jim's dad from uh, Picture Show and from Weaving Spiders, Jim's dad used to be the largest uh, silver investor, and I mean physically investing the metal into art, west of the Mississippi yeah. at one time. But he doesn't do silver oh, anymore, just does bronze. So I've, I've always wanted to, you know, I've got one of these in bronze. I'll show you the bronze one here. But yeah, I'll send it to you, man. If you want to if you want to invest it, whatever it costs for the silver. I mean, technically, yeah. I could still send yeah. you the silver, too. Yeah, I'm just to be patinaed and everything. I need to patina it. Absolutely. But yeah, I, well, yeah, I maybe smith we'll talk, man. I, I smith and cool. make jewelry and um then I got all my electrical nonsense. Plus this far this place was uh definitely trashed when we got here, so it's Yeah, I heard that a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean literally trashed. I think it it seems like they never grew on this property. Um, and they just use this property as like the trash property or something. That's what happens. So, yeah, yeah. So it's between that and trying to keep track of the animals and then having a, having a show now, uh, which right. I wasn't even capable of having before where I was only putting out small bits of things where now that I actually have signal and I got my Voltron internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can, I can actually put out, uh, more shows and do more interviews and actually do that, but you that's call it still Voltron uh, because it's got all the pieces that have to jump up at the same time and connect. Is that why it's the Voltron yeah, internet? You know, yeah, like, uh, and then, I used to watch yeah, Voltron it's like, when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. It's like six. What they want me to have is six modems and each modem is like 50 gigs or something like that. Cause that whole nonsense where they tell you that, uh, uh skynet is unlimited well when they say that what they mean is is like for like so 50 gigs it's going to be unlimited and then it's going to be so fucking slow that you're going to wish that you had aol back you know <laughs> right. um 
<laughs> so, and they tell you that that doesn't happen. And then when you call them and they're like, oh, wow, weird. Your internet's so slow. That's weird. It's not supposed to be like that. And nothing actually changes. Yeah. Um, so what it is, is you're throttled. So then each modem is fit good for 50 gigs. So between Steve and I, they want us to have six modems. Um, and depending on what we're doing, like if I go to stream a show like I am right now or an interview, I have to find the modem that has stream worthy. And then right. like if I'm not doing that, then I rock back to the crappier modem, the one that's knocked down to AOL uh, right. speed. If you just got to check and, your email or you're just trying to look at a YouTube video, then it's okay, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's just a nonsense system. So it's like, dirt, 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 dirt. you know, so yeah, it's my Voltron of internet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what you, it's what Marty's going to end up having to do too. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, uh, Marty leads. He's, he feels yeah. my pain because Marty moved out into the woods and, uh, I saw that now Marty does seems, car seems interviews. He's so much happier already, man. He seems so much happier already. Sometimes people just need to take the jump and get away. And it must have been hard because I thought he was in Hawaii or something. Yeah, so he, just got a, he was in Hawaii. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine being like, well, we should leave Hawaii. I think we he go to Wisconsin. Like, that sounds crazy. But yes. we kind of just did the same thing. You know, yes. like a year ago, I was still in the Walla Walla Valley. And right as the the whole uh, the whole pandemic thing is is popping off. All this stuff, the the wheels and the gears of the universe start to move. And, you know, I've got a yep. vision on it all the time. You know, I'm not playing by these rules out here. I know what's happening. I was like, you want us to move? Like, really, God, you want us to move right now? Like, move to the city right now? The apocalypse is starting. Move to the city. Okay. I'll go with faith, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> you bet. But it's worked. It's well, great, it man. Yeah, Marty, he's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing he's regretting it right at the moment at the moment just because it's dead of winter it's january it's in yeah. wisconsin yeah he he went from being in hawaii where you can go out and run around you know half naked all day and do whatever you want and pick papayas off the damn yeah. trees to, to to the damp frozen tundra i bet you know i and he lives way north he said uh he's he's kissing canada um i wonder what let's let's look at the weather here quick I bet you Green Bay right now is probably he's north of Green Bay. Oh my gosh, uh, you gotta be kidding me. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's so bad. And I've been that's to the I've same been as living in Montana that. or something, man. Yeah, you're you're talking about severe negative negative two. Yeah, he's at like negative two. So he went from Hawaii to negative temperatures and then uh uh I'm sure that he had you know in Hawaii he had internet basic signal now he's having to do it in his car so you re realize he's not got internet at home probably no tv reception um his wife's walking bow-legged you know like a you know like a horse rider or something at this point probably <laughs> he's read every book in the in the house three times just came out with a new book that's probably half the impetus of the new book <laughs> yeah oh that's well that stuff works you know sometimes i'm tempted to get off the internet a lot more than i because i you know i use it all the time i'm always distracted and messing with it i'm one of these smartphone addicts you know i don't like it but i'm not in denial you know like hey i'd, I'd be better off with less time on front of my screen um because uh productivity comes through that because of the process we were just talking about 
If you knock off yeah. all of your distractions in your routine, my, I've got my interrupted routine down perfect. And if I stop being interrupted all the time, I know something will come out of it, you know. And so maybe someday. I'm also not trying to. I used to force myself to do whatever I thought was right. And then I would just grind through. But the process I learned from Beth Martin's, uh, this whole release process, um, it really changed my attitude. You know, I used to beat myself up and use guilt and shame to drive myself you know, and I don't do none of that no more. And it's weird because like, there's a lot more what we call self-care involved, you know, like I'll take time to lay on the bed and meditate for 20 minutes or to, to just take a whole day and really not be very productive. Don't really get anything done. You know, you gotta, you gotta catch yourself not being lazy too. It's easy to fall into a routine of being lazy, but if you have, I mean, I got stuff going on, like, uh, not quite like you, I don't have a huge ranch on the side of a mountain, but I got pugs. I got, you know, we just finished a remodel and the whole garage is full of stuff. I got projects for days. And if I don't get them done, I'm not going to be able to clear the space and the time to do the things I really want to do, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I get myself in trouble on the flip side rather than getting caught up being too lazy. I'll get caught up where I, I, and, and I've got this thing in my head. Like if I sit around for even an afternoon, I'm like fucking lazy. You know, I, yeah. I got like all this stuff I could do and whatnot. And then I remember, and then I, I have to literally bear down and remember, Hey dude, you're got to give your body time to recover. You yeah. got to relax, yeah. chill out. Cause, cause eventually, you know, and I'm at the age that was fine when I was 20, uh, but you know, now I'm older my body will give out. It's just like, eventually I'm just going to end up sleeping for an entire day and hardly able to move it. So yep. you got to just do yeah, that. So I used to do that too. Workaholic. I used to be a workaholic too, you know, just, you know, if you take a half, half of a day off, you feel like you're suddenly way behind and all this stuff when it's mm -hmm. not really true, you know, that's it. Now I, exactly. I've, I've learned to, to lay off of myself and it's nice, but it's a process. I still do it. It's not like I beat the habit or something, you know, like it's not like if yeah. I take three days in a row and don't do anything that I'm not, you know, the negative talk jumps right up. Like, what are you know? Are you even? Are you? Are you worthless? Just worthless, right? You start calling yourself exactly. And all this crap. <laughs> like, I just took twelve hours. That was twelve whole hours. I could have been doing something, and I didn't do nothing. <laughs> worthless. But yeah, yeah, now absolutely. I see that as a blessing. Sometimes I pat myself on the back. Now, like, yeah, good job. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Actually, uh, uh, you haven't been on there, but I've been popping into weaving spiders. Somehow, uh, chance has been getting snatched, catching me because I've been overworking myself somehow every Saturday. And I come in at like 10 o'clock at night and chance like, hey, you want to jump on? And uh, because my lab is so horribly loud now, I'm trying to do everything at the fairly severe negative temperatures, trying to get down to a flash freeze point to where I can do these experiments with cymatics. Um, right. But because right. I'm dealing with that, it's, it's just horribly loud. So what and, are you uh, using to, what are you, what are you doing? Cause what I, I've got a um, freeze dryer and I don't even know how low it goes, but I mean, it flash freezes and uh, I've got it at a it, friend's house right now because uh, we're doing a, a we're doing kind of a project together. His wife and him make this amazing uh, vegan cheese out of nuts and cultures. And uh, so I put it over there because I figure I can still run cycles over there, like bringing bananas or whatever I want to process for food. Mm -hmm. And they can use it to experiment with their business because it's cool if, you know, you take something that's already refined into a good product. And like you said, experiment with it, you know. If you zap it, Absolutely. take all the liquid out of it and then throw it in the blender, now you've got like a healthy cheese powder substitute or something that's not the same as like you know the craft macaroni and cheese or whatever you know so 
<clears throat> yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think a freeze dryer is like negative twenty ish, if I'm not mistaken, okay. somewhere in there. Um, and it's that's in such. And I also have a freeze dryer. I've got a harvest right. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, so I mean, you realize then that that space is horribly limited. Horribly oh, limited. I mean, the big yeah. ones are like this big, you know, like you, you... yeah, yeah. That, exactly. I've got the bit when I ordered the big one and I'm like, yes. And then you realize that you could put like two bananas in there. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> uh, so no, I've got, uh, I've got a whole, uh, uh, I made the system and right now it's, it's hard because, uh, chillers is so hard to deal with. And, uh, uh, I'm at negative 40 right now and I'm trying to make the negative 80 jump. And if you deal with dry ice, you, that, that you can bump up to like 150, and you can do just shocking things, but to flat flash freeze water to make it turn into snow, basically, you know, where basically you're, you're made, you're trying to basically make snow. So you're talking about some wicked cold, cold temperatures. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm running at right now. And I want to make the jump up to negative 80, but, uh, lab equipment's not cheap and, uh, don't have any no, sponsors. <laughs> so well, if, you're, if anyone's listening to this broadcast and they're catching this part and they're looking at their bank account and they're seeing it's pretty fat, it's a good time to send some of the money <laughs> Odin's alchemy. So then, you know, right. We should make one of those, right. make one of those, uh, those uh graphics maybe i'll make you a graphic this that shows how low you are on the temperature scale and shows your goal you know and then we fill it in with the red sharpie you know because it might get people motivated for real that'd be i mean i support anyone that's doing what i consider to be real magic you know i mean i know people mess with sigil magic and all this uh intention right. magic and i'm not against it you know i don't practice it myself because i think most people are too uh they're too ignorant of how screwed up their lives are to practice magic yeah you know? Like, like true yeah. study of it, you go find out that like most most people I've seen that are dead serious magicians will tell you like, well, you have to go to counseling first. And that scares most people away. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, well, your head's not right. And if your head's not right, what do you think is going to happen when you try to manifest something? You're going to manifest something that's not right. You know, that it, you're going to get what you asked for because you accidentally asked for the wrong thing. That's why all the leprechaun and fairy stories are, are so lascivious and tricky because that's what you know, and I'm sure it's the same way in the lab. It has to be that you think you finally got it figured out. It's perfect. And something happens that you can't explain that maybe cost you your finger or an eye or who knows what, you know. Absolutely. So some contaminant that makes it all go sideways yeah. and has a different reaction because of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cost you Let's, money uh, or cost you time, you know. <clears throat> Absolutely. But I see that uh, that's going to be about it for YouTube. I'd like to definitely get back onto that subject over on the Rockfin side. Um, oh, cool, so yeah. we're going to go ahead and call it for YouTube. If, uh, you want to come, so please join us over on Rockfin. If you want to come over and watch the entire show, which is, we have the entire show over on Rockfin for every show. Um, you just have to click the link and you can watch the entire show. If you want to come over and chat with everybody and leave some comments, um, things like that, you just have to sign up just like you did for YouTube. It works just like YouTube. If uh, you want to uh, get a premium account and you want to do it under my name and get access to everybody's premium account, 
I would def I definitely appreciate that. But that's what happens with that is you get everybody's account. And I must answer this because my wife's on the phone. So bye, YouTube.